welcome to Your Coffee Break with Professor Coffee on Spotify. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your weekend uh, for myself as well as the academic institution and my family. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're preparing uh, for uh, the spring semester, which actually begins uh, today. So uh, as with our institution, as well as other institutions across uh, the country, everyone's preparing uh, for uh, the new semester in the age of Omicron uh, and the various variants that impacts our uh, society today. So I'm really encouraging um, everyone to please uh, keep in mind all safety protocols, uh, keep in mind everything uh, that you can do uh, to ensure your safety and well-being, um, as well as that of others. Um, with that said, in line with uh, this conversation today, um, I also would like to share with you guys that um, I was recently awarded the uh, Humanities of New York uh, Reading and Discussions Grant, and beginning in March of 2022 throughout June of 2022, I'll be hosting uh, a six-part six series on James Baldwin's uh, Fire Next Time. Uh, in which we'll discuss some of the uh, challenges uh, that uh, James Baldwin wrote in Fire Next Time, the meaning behind that, and what that means uh, in light of the social uh, and racial justice uh, discourse that takes place uh, in our country today, as well as the impact on social justice movements uh, such as Black Lives Matter, uh, the Me Too movement, uh, along with the LGBT community, so many others uh, that are taking uh, such an active and proactive role in uh, the fight for justice, uh, uh, equity, and equality. So I will definitely keep you guys posted on uh, the events as they unfold. Uh, we'll have a calendar that will be posted out that you can follow me. I uh, hope to see you there as well as you getting involved in these discussions which are critically important to the movement and the work that we're doing today. Again, in the fight for social uh, and racial equity and equality. And I do not know as you guys uh, may have heard uh, the Voting Rights Act, John Lewis Voting Rights Act, uh, failed in Congress due to two uh, Democratic uh, representatives, uh, and there have been protests from some of our leading black uh, elected officials across the country uh, in condemnation of those two senators. So we're going to see. Uh, how this all plays out as we continue to uh, face the challenges in this uh, new uh, day and age of racial justice uh, 
in America in the 21st century. So I'll keep you posted on that conversation as well as the dates uh, and times for uh, the reading and discussions. And, um, you know, in, in the vein, in the vein of, of, of what we're discussing today, uh, particularly uh, in light of our academic institutions, uh, in light of our the racial discourse that's taking uh, place across uh, the country, um, I wanted to take uh, this opportunity for our coffee break to discuss, uh, in particular, a study and a teaching that ha has made national headlines and op uh, in opposition to it, and that's critical race theory. Now, for a lot of you who may hear me, you, you know that we've had oppositions from uh, conservatives and GOP members across the country, uh, as well as academic uh, uh, institutions that are opposed to uh, this teaching uh, and this model. So I think that it's very uh, important today that we put this at the forefront of our conversation uh, to have a quick discussion on what that means and what I would love for you to do. Uh, we're going to have a more fuller conversation with some educational leaders from across the country uh, on uh, Spotify. It's coffee time and going to further uh, and deeper details on what critical race theory is and what that means uh, for um, America. So, so, so I think that the first thing that I think is important before we go any further is to discuss what is critical race theory and one of the first things I want to share with the audience that uh, this teaching has actually been around for 40 uh, years uh, and the concept in the core of CRT uh, is that race in and of itself as a social construct construct um, it's not just a product of the individual bias or prejudice, but it's embedded in the legal systems and policies that govern America and, and influences American history as we know it today. Now, I was listening to a few representatives that uh, was sharing their opposition to this teaching. And for quite a bit of those uh, individuals who shared their opposition, it was almost this, this belief that, 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 that we're opposed to uh, critical race theory based on the, the fact of how it would make white America feel uncomfortable in academic settings discussing uh, the truth uh, as if that critical race theory in and of itself would blame the individual or student for racism in America. Now, I, you know, I, I'm just here and I, I, I want to say this, you know, as I listen to these oppositions and these arguments, uh, 
uh, in opposition to uh, this, 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 this discourse and teaching, uh, it, it dawned on me for these opponents of critical race theory that if you're concerned about the subject matter of critical race theory is based in the premises or, 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 or the idea of, uh, of not wanting to make our white colleagues or counterparts or students feel uncomfortable in a space, I dare to ask if that is the premise, how do you acknowledge or how do you feel as to how this distorted perception of American history creates the same discomfort, the same uncomfortability in African Americans. And I just let that sit there a moment. Um, if there is this support of white fragility surrounding the truth of American history, I think that it, it needs to be acknowledged the purpose and the reason for the rise of this conversation is the same impact that American history has had in the lives of African Americans in this country. Now, <laughs> I beg to say what my solution is because if we're not Having and I'm an educator. Let me say say this. I'm an educator. Uh, this semester, um, I will be uh, teaching our diversity, race, oppression, and privilege course. And a as I listen to the oppositions to some individuals in regards to uh, a critical race theory on the premises or the basis of making. Uh, uh, white Americans feel uncomfortable. I, I have to interject as an educator that there is something inherently wrong with that concept and that precept without the acknowledgement of the same impact of what American history has had, had has done to our academic institution and particularly our students of color. Now the <coughs> The reality is, as I, I shared in the opening and describing and trying to, to, to bring about a, a bit more clarity to this conversation surrounding uh, critical, uh, the critical race theory, is that, as, as, as is described, this is not 
solely based on one individual's uh, prejudice or bias. But we're talking about a system, a structural system of a society that's influenced by racism, that has the ability to impact the outcomes of those individuals who are influenced by. Now, if opponents are opposed to the idea of critical race theory, or, and, and let me give you the simple version. Let me, let me give you the more simple digestible version. The, simple diver, the, 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 the more simple digestible version is this. Critical race theory takes into account the entirety of those individuals who have been impacted by American racism. It acknowledges the voices, experiences, and lives of all those individuals, black and white. It also shows how policy and laws have been have been implemented throughout American history to, to, to perpetuate that cycle of oppression, of oppression. Now, we can start, there, there are a few historical places that we can begin uh, to discuss what, what that looks like in the concept and the idea of critical race theory and how that in influences, how law and policy influenced. And I'll just simply start with something called the Black Codes. Black Codes, after the Emancipation Proclamation, were laws that were constructed to target, arrest, and incarcerate African Americans in this country through our criminal justice system. Pig laws, vagrant laws, and in more modern time, without going back to my, 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 uh, episode from last week, uh, 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 what we call broken window laws that were created from this, this broad base but enforced in black and brown communities. And me, I, 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 you know, I, I, some of my colleagues may be a, a bit more uh, 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 conversational in, in, in this piece, but however, for me, from a historical lens, if we don't want to talk about the truth of race in America through 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 the through through, through this 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 means of critical race theory, if there seems like this uncomfortability of, of, of acknowledgement of how race has impacted our American society, then I think that at this juncture, we need to go ahead and, 
and, and uh, 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 cut out the conversation of the, the Civil War in America. Better yet, we need to go ahead and just uh, disregard the presidency of Abraham Lincoln that was defined by the past of the civil by the Civil War as well as the Emancipation Proclamation. And since we're in that that, that same conversation, then and we want to talk about laws uh, and policies and amendments based in race, and we're going to have to decide if we're going to continue to discuss the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. You see, and we're not going to have to talk about how we got to get rid of the Jim Crow era or the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or the Civil rights era because each one of those uh, spaces that I just shared with you are rooted in the racial tensions and relationship of American racism. And if we're not willing in this space to expand our critical thinking, taking a more deeper analysis of historical facts that have occurred in our society in the vein of racial justice and injustice, then there's a problem. And the problem is by not wanting to have a more robust, in-depth conversation that's inclusive of the face of America today in educating our children in a way that they're better prepared to deal with the social constructs and diversity of our beautiful country, then we're only perpetuating the cycle of racism that has brought us to this point where we're at today where just last week Mitch McConnell Senate Minority Leader made a statement that somehow differ differentiated Americans from African Americans in the scope of a, a conversation of Americans. If we are attempting to exist in a space that we somehow want 
to believe that racism is not an ongoing factor, then we are sadly mistaken. And, 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 and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, disillusional or something. I want to say to you, I have the opportunity to work with a diverse group of uh, people at New York University. I have the opportunity to work with a diverse group of people uh, in uh, the work that I do on uh, social justice and racial uh, justice uh, reform in America. Um, and th that diversity uh, in those spaces is an opportunity for each of those individuals uh, I encounter and I engage with that through those engagements that we all make one step together in the ideal of America. And it it will be those steps that we take together as a people and as a country that will provide us, again, the opportunity to reach the ideal state of America in that belief that we hold that all men are created equal. So as I shared and I continue to think on this, um, I'm grateful for this new space we're in as a society where we be we have the opportunity to engage in robust conversations on race, equity and equality in America. And I hope as we continue to have these conversations, I relieve those opponents with my previous question. If the conversation and the teaching of critical race theory is opposed based upon the premises of making 
someone who may be white feel guilty or uncomfortable, etc., etc., etc. I ask for over 400 years as African Americans have been in this country and continue to be a part of the, 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 the fabrics of our society. How much more do you think that the teachings and the hypocrisies and the distorted narratives of race in America through American history has made African Americans feel. This has been your Coffee Break with Professor Coffee. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, please tune in to us at uh, 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 your Coffee Break uh, on Spotify as well as It's Coffee Time, which also airs on Spotify and uh, coming up soon also on our social justice network. So until the next time, thank you. Have a great one and I'll see you on our next Coffee Break.